Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the podcast. This is But Am I Wrong? Starring two people who have never been wrong. Me, Megan, and me, Melissa. Also known as the hit rapper Eminem. Do you have a joke? <laughs> I, don't I was have trying to, to say an Eminem song, but for some reason my head shady. Marshall Mathers. Are those songs or are those just his pseudonyms? I mean, Slim Shady is a song. I don't believe Marshall Mathers is mm. a song. It's just his, it's not a pseudonym. It's his actual name. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's his e- Nim. Oh, Marshall Mathers, Eminem. So he had the same thought process yes. that we did. Nice. Nice. I do, I, I like when someone has a musical name that I could see the derivative of, or if it has a story. Do you, Who was it? Was it like Post Malone or someone who like said they went on like a, just like a rap name generator. And I was like, that's, if you're going to do that, I really hope for a much more obscure name than Post Malone. That actually makes a lot of sense to me, though. Why? I I couldn't name one Post Malone song ever, but just him seeing his persona, that just makes sense. And I remember those rap generator websites that were around. Let's do our rap generator names right now. Your real first name, real last name. Name of a criminal. I immediately thought of Donald Trump, but I don't want that to be part of my name. Martha Stewart. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) Something really pleasant. Flowers, kittens. Those things are not pleasant for someone that has allergies. Yeah. Um, Describe an adjective that describes you or your music. The name of your favorite childhood pet. Probably the one that died because the ones that were alive I did not like. Duchess. They keep using tots, T-O-T-S. Is that a term I should know? Because nothing I wrote suggested like a tater tot or anything tot. I do have one that has tot in it as well. I don't know the reference either. Okay. These are wild. So my first one is tots chaotic. Okay. That's not that bad. What's yours? Paris Terrence. I would listen. I would download. Then I have Megan R, which I'm sorry, that's a username that's probably already taken. Mine is Malicious M. Ooh. But I used to say that my fake rap name was Delicious Malicious. Oh, that's good too. Then I have Meganastic MR, which is lame, but I need you to read I need to read you this next one. M E G H A N, but this is how it is spelled. <laughs> Megantastic? No. No. Oh. E M E E M E E. Hold on. M E G H A N. Oh, 
That's what you're going to name your daughter. Yeah, but it's E-M-E-E-J-E-E-A-I-C-H-A-Y-E-N. Coolomont. Fuck, yours are so much better than mine. I'm skipping the bad ones. Oh, okay. Gilmore Mallard Fillmore. <laughs> Big Duchess. Ooh. Meganormous. I don't like that. I got Mont's with the S. It's a dollar sign. Okay. Megan Reagan? No, that is... Uh-uh. The real Melissa. <laughs> Good. Inspector Chaotic. I got Inspector Hip. Ooh. I have Rinks with a dollar sign as the S. I got Hip Face Mont's. <laughs> Sweatpants Martha. <laughs> I've got another Melissa, but with the dollar sign as the S. Mm. Gilmore Gilmore Goo. It's kind of rap songs Tots Chaotic might perform. Katie, oh, sorry, I'm just kidding. that. I don't want to say that dog name because I'm sure I have like a password. That's like okay. your first one. Follow the sweatpants. Flipping sweatpants. Why the fuck did you hear that? Yeah. Firework. It is uh 1229 p.m. Mm-hmm. The sun is shining. Why are you th- putting on fireworks? Mots came home from uh running an errand yesterday and he goes, I think you're gonna be really proud of me. And I was like, what? He goes, I snitched. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, I saw someone. Like, I saw, like, fireworks going off. I drove to where they were. I found the address, and I called the police. And I was like, why don't you call the fire department? He was like, in hindsight, that would have been a better yeah, suggestion. We, we don't... No, but he. But I guess the fire... the uh, For 4th of July, like, fireworks disturbances, they just route them, like, to okay. the police. And I was just like... <laughs> I was like, okay, snitching, snitching, snitching. Ooh. Ooh, I'm still Megan from the streets. I got a bling-a-ding duchess. Wow, your songs sound way better. Yo, yo, yo. It's Blink-A-Ding Dutch just coming through on the... Nope, it's the name of the song. I can't have it as my name. Oh. What's your self-titled album? Bling, 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 bling. Blink-A-Ding Dutch just bling. So maybe you're the one who should have sampled Glamorous by Fergie. Right. Maybe you get on the fifth remix of the <laughs> song. I like Ultra Megan Goes Flip. I is chaotic and don't you forget it. They were good sweatpants. Duchess better have my bombas. Wow. Okay. So let's just say I'm going to be your hype man and supporting your rap career because it's Thank you. very clear that you are the one with the future in this purely based on name generator org.uk. Okay. So I feel like this really gave you all um, a taste of what this show is about. Not at all. Um, this is What Am I Wrong, where we talk about our lives, ourselves, hot takes. Are we wrong? And then we read some submissions from our listeners and tell them if they were wrong in their situation. And then finally, we have our But Are They Wrong segment, where we also refer to it as a Rachel of the Week, where we nominate celebrity pop culture current events as the absolute worst of all time. As you like to call it, the woke. The woke. It's the if it's Simone Biles had an evil twin, <laughs> they would be the goat and the woat. She should make a children's book, the goat and the woat. Why does she have to do it though? Because she was, isn't she like the goat thing, like trademarked or something? Does she? Because people use it all the time oh. for other things. Oh, I think she might have like a specific image of a goat because she did it on her leotards and oh, stuff. Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah. that's probably what it is, not the actual acronym. Okay. I was like, she definitely did not come up with that. No, that no, no, no. saying has yeah. been around before she was alive. So that's true. So, yeah, I guess we should also. Oh, the best part about this, we think, is that we have you all vote on who you think was wrong in each 
situation, each segment, head on over to our Instagram. If we successfully change the name, then it's Megan and Melissa. If not, it's by.megan.and.melissa. You know what? Maybe we just need to buy one off someone else. Yeah. These episodes come out on Thursdays and we like to have the voting out by Friday. So you have some time like on Friday. So you have time to listen to the episode and uh, prepare yourself to vote. All right. So should we see what everyone voted on for episode 32? Yes. All right. So first off is me, Melissa. Pilots should strike due to shortage. Who was wrong? 4% said that I was wrong. 96% said that I was not wrong. Update. (laughs) We have a profit in our midst. As someone who is ahead of her time, currently the Delta Airlines, they're striking. uh, Also, American Airlines, they had a glitch. I think someone did this on purpose. There was a glitch allowing thousands of American airline employees to drop their scheduled flights because uh, the union says that at least 12,000 flights are now without pilots through the end of July. And a pilot explained that they have like this bidding system where you bid on routes like based on if you want to do it or not. And a lot of people don't want to do the routes that they're assigned to. So it allowed them to like be dropped from it. But the vast majority of them are back on schedule also, American is, has offered a $64,000 bonus to pilots to help deal with the shortage. To me, it sounds like hush money. Yep, me too. And then Delta is like prioritizing $10,000 compensations for the customers, but not mm-hmm. do anything really to help the pilots. They're exhausted, as I said before. And they also, some of them feel like they've been disrespected. And if they can give out this money, then they can easily give out money to yeah the pilots or they can easily have mask mandates mm-hmm. on the planes and actually address the core root of the problem yeah so southwest also put out a statement they also had a lot of hundreds of pilots in houston i believe somewhere no dallas and dallas uh also walked out and there is a federal law that makes it impossible for airlines to and for the airline unions to conduct a legal strike. So they're more like walkouts, which seems weird. Wait, they have a union Mm -hmm. and they're not allowed to strike. Yeah, like a complete strike. Like, that's why everything can't be shut down. They're pilots. Yeah. They're not like, I mean, their jobs are like very valid, but like I would only understand within a union putting restrictions on that would, I would only understand that for like, I don't know, like trauma surgeons, like doctor. You know what I mean? Like the the ER physicians. Mm-hmm. Pete Buttigieg, our transportation secretary, has posted that if a flight is canceled, you can get a refund, which wasn't the case before. And <laughs> also posted the direct link on how to do it. And it happens pretty like almost immediately. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You will not catch me on a plane as long as I can possibly avoid it. I'll only be one on one to visit my family, if not. On the, the bright side of that one is if your flight gets canceled, like, or something, like, you can stay longer. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, on one end of it. Yeah. Which is better. Yeah. But still. A fucking a headache. nightmare. They call it a flightmare. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Then we have me. Um, <laughs> wedding bands are just glorified cover bands. 6% said I was wrong. 94% said I was not wrong. I just want to address, some people are being like, you're disrespecting, like, cover bands. I'm not disrespecting cover bands. Like, I'm not also disrespecting people who perform at weddings. 
I don't think a lot of people are understanding that like people who perform at weddings, like they are first and foremost like musicians. This is a paid gig that they happen to have. And I just value their other gigs. And I think their other gigs showcase their talents more in a way that like I enjoy watching people like have a good time mm-hmm. and like really loving it and doing exactly what they love all the time. You know, it's a way to pay your bills. But I again, <laughs> it's the cost of it all. And have 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 the live music, like you said, have your harpist play you down the aisle, do your first dance song or whatever. But I stand by and I will not be bullied out of feeling like I do not want to listen to like Walk the Moon Done by a cover band. I don't want to hear Back That Ass Up done by a cover band. No, no, I'm good. Mm -hmm. I'm good. I don't want to hear WAP done by a cover band. I don't. I don't. And that's my prerogative. And fuck off. (laughs) All right. Then we've got writer number one versus asking friends if they are going to have more kids. Who's wrong? 86% said the writer's wrong and 14% said the writer is not wrong. We have an update from the writer. Oh, yeah. So they sent a message saying, Hello, Megan and Melissa. I'm the one who wrote in about asking a friend if she was going to have an other children. Just for clarification, I didn't ask when she was saying that she was struggling. But as you said, I was totally wrong and I've apologized since then. I will take Megan's advice if I ever ask a question without thinking of just taking without thinking of just taking it back because I did invalidate her feelings by not taking her struggle into account. I have been asked this question so many times and I didn't realize how harmful it can be. Loved listening to your thoughts on this and I wish you both a very beautiful day to you both. So nice. Thank you. Thank you. Someone did write in with opposing opinion. Well, I won't say it's opposing, but they said explanation since I voted for unpopular since the writer wasn't asking to be malicious. I don't think she is wrong. The friend had talked about having more than one kid previously. So I think it's a valid conversation that probably came up naturally, especially if the writer was talking about having more kids as well. Yeah, I I think that there is a difference between doing something maliciously and not. But I don't think that like just because you don't do something with malicious intent, it is does it okay. mean that it yeah like i makes ha- it okay i also like if i think someone did something with malicious intent more likely than not i'm like not gonna say anything because i'm like oh i don't give a shit about like that was like really cruel and like i don't even think you can improve but you know usually when we call things out like in our personal lives to people it's because i don't think you did it maliciously if i thought you did it maliciously like we wouldn't be like i wouldn't be dating you you wouldn't be my friend like i'm saying this because like i don't think you intended to mm-hmm. do this but like it hurt my feelings or x y and z yeah. so And it also could be like sometimes people can't have more children either. And that becomes another conversation that you have brought up. Especially when it's in like the hypothetical talking about like, yeah, I'd like to have X amount Mm -hmm. of kids or whatever without taking into mind like the practical aspect of it. Like, you know, it can also be like financial things too. And it's like, oh, these different struggles. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, then we have writer number two versus the ex-friend slash podcast partner who violated and blackmailed the writer for having intrusive thoughts. 2% said writer is wrong. 98% said ex-friend is wrong. Of the nine people, I'm pretty sure a good chunk messaged and said that they voted wrong. But this was made me got a lot of messages of people who felt very validated by hearing mm-hmm. the discussion of like intrusive thoughts, specifically these intrusive thoughts as being like they're very common one in the OCD in a certain sector of OCD. So, and if you like felt very like validated in hearing any of this and you haven't talked to uh, a professional, I would strongly, strongly encourage that because sitting with intrusive thoughts, specifically like these kinds of intrusive thoughts without knowing what they are can be like a 
I would think would be a very like terrifying experience. Right. All right. Wrong of the week. Fatherless home critic Herschel Walker, who allegedly has three secret kids. 98% said that Herschel is wrong and 2% said that he is not wrong. Would you like to issue a formal apology to me for not giving no, me a jump I scare wouldn't. warning that he is the I thickest not, I can be I would not to, it, like to issue an apology because... You didn't know. I didn't know. I've never Googled to look at images of him, but I do see that you picked the picture that he his neck doesn't look as Yeah, thick. because I was triggered. I was mm-hmm. traumatized. This looks like, just from the, the Google search that you just did, this image looks like you had to like search a little bit to find it. deep dive i did deep dive to find a photo that i didn't have a visceral reaction to <laughs> um i don't know if anyone if i've mentioned it before here it is a a, a a pillar in my life i am anti-thick neck that men with first of all women can do whatever they want like women can do whatever they want also okay i'm anti-cis straight men with thick necks there's just something like someone who i is presenting themselves in a way that is like this this macho kind of thing i don't know i just it's unsettled what are you hiding in there like what like what what are you what are you hiding in there? And he has these photos. I just need everyone to Google. This is your trigger warning for thick necks. Herschel Walker, the first photo that pops up, I said to Melissa, I go, he looks like a teenage mutant ninja turtle. Then she goes, No, he looks like the pig from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And it is it is so alarming. And I just steroids are crazy. <laughs> Alleged steroids. I didn't I just it was a separate thought. Okay. It was period. Steroids are crazy. Okay. And that's where the my disdain, dislike for the um thick necks came in. I think it's because I was a child growing up with the Giants in their heyday. And those baseball players, those those, those collars are getting real tight. That's true. <sighs> oh, and then my wrong of the week was Sydney Morning Herald, who bullied Rebel Wilson into coming out. 99% said the paper is wrong. 1% said the paper is not wrong. And who the fuck voted that? And did you vote wrong? I'm hoping so. And those are the results. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood-rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time, and I just got my 
I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's, it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like, I'm drinking like a drink drink. Like you can throw a little straw in there and it's, it's delicious. It's so good. And I just, I love, they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code Blame Me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards 
And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got The Ministry of Time by Killian Bradley. And we also received The Return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from Town and Country saying it's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller and 100% multifaceted joyride. <gasps> When I tell you that I was like sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns. But that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Shall we dive in to our first segment? Our first segment is known as, but am I, I wrong? <laughs> and that's where we each pick either like a hot topic or something that happened in our own lives where we might have been wrong about in the situation. You, we're rarely wrong, but we don't think we're wrong. But you might and the other might. We're recording this on July 4th. Uh, some people might consider that a holiday. I, what? Who? Right. I said, hey, Megan, since neither one of us celebrate that day. That one day. Why don't we uh, record? And here we are. We usually record on Tuesdays. And so my hot take is not just people. It's not people that celebrate the 4th of July. Mm -hmm. It's people that are saying this year we have nothing to celebrate on the 4th of July. Where the fuck have y'all been? What were you celebrating before? Mm -hmm. What were you celebrating before? Because what's the reason to celebrate Independence Day? Like, have y'all not been paying attention before? This tells me that you only care about rights that directly affect your yourself. Mm -hmm. You're selfish. America Ferreira. Yeah, America maybe, Ferreira is the only maybe America this, that we that's like. To sell maybe she should rebrand this and take over as like, this is a celebration of America Ferreira. To be fair, if we had a national holiday for America Ferreira, I would, I'm there. That's what we start doing. Yeah, from that's now what we on. do. We just get ugly Betty t-shirts. Yes. <laughs> so America was founded by white man who slaughtered 
the indigenous people that were already here and they built this country on free labor of enslaved black people because they didn't want to pay taxes. And then they also framed it as seeking religious freedom. What the hell are we celebrating? Not only has Roe versus Wade been overturned, we've also had like a shit ton of issues that have been here from since before then. Their descendants Aren't you a direct descendant from the Mayflower? Yeah, one, one, one side of me. One, one, but, and hey, to be fair, sing, it is my least favorite side. But when I say descendants, I'm talking about the people that still hold their words oh, yeah. like so firmly. They're trying to like force their false religious beliefs on mm-hmm. us that are nowhere in the Bible. There's no such thing as separation of church and state now yeah and here are some of the issues that we're facing right now the indian child welfare act is coming up for review again i'm going to read the words of c autumn edmo who's a guest writer for the huffington post and she said the indian welfare act pushes for native children to be adopted by native families with this institutional challenge tribal sovereignty hangs in the balance in order to keep us from building power to be free liberated The strategy is simple. Keep us poor, keep us ignorant, keep us divided, and keep us sick. This game plan likely sounds familiar to many because it is the living legacy of white supremacy and oppression baked into the social, economic, and political systems of the United States. The same strategy used on Native people has been used on Black, Brown, Asian, and Pacific Islander communities, immigrants and refugees, undocumented folks, and other intersectional identities who, like us, remain targets. In the highest court of the land, the Indian Child Welfare, Welfare Act is expected to be debated later this year in Brackeen versus Holland, and I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that, in what many in the field of federal Indian law are, descri- are describing as the largest threat to Indian country and sovereignty in centuries. So that's coming up. Also, Asian hate is still on the rise, according to StopAsianHate.org. From March 2020 to December 2021, 10,905 hate incidents were reported. 824 of these people were elderly Asian people, 60 and up. And then six out of 10 incidents reported by adults age 60 and up involved verbal harassment and shunning this last week um as far as like police murders jalen walker is 25 years old he was shot with 90 rounds with more than 60 striking his body and they even in akron where this happened the democratic leaders have called off fourth of july And then we're still seeing like immigration being a problem. It's been reported that anywhere from 45 to 53 migrants who were found dead in the back of a semi truck in San Antonio. This happened a couple weeks ago. And then LGBTQ plus riots. They are another thing that is being spotlighted in a negative way. We've got over 300 anti-trans and anti-LGBTQ bills that have been proposed in the state legislature just in this year. Mm-hmm. We're only halfway through and there's over 20 new anti-trans bills that have become law over the past three years. And then also our gun safety laws are just abysmal. I mean, on Friday, the House did pass a bipartisan gun safety package bill, but it's nowhere near what 
Democrats mm-hmm. want it. So again, what are we celebrating? People that say like, well, we're, you know, paying honor to the troops that kept us free. Yeah. Free from what? Free from what? Also, Veterans Day and Memorial Day have their own holidays. Veterans and their families have a whole month in November. So why isn't that being celebrated if that's what you really care about? So for everyone that is out here celebrating or saying that this is the first year that you're not going to celebrate, you can kick rocks barefoot and have several seats. Ow. That is a very, very visual descriptor. That's great. That's really good. I'll tack on to that with, I mean, you're so not wrong. I agree with you. There was a shooting today in Highland Park in Chicago at a 4th of July parade. And if we want to talk about 4th of July in relation to Veterans Day, Memorial Day, all of it, our country uses patriotism as military propaganda Mm -hmm. and chooses these days to quote unquote uplift and celebrate people who like laid their lives on the line when a huge majority of our population who's currently experiencing homelessness are vets. Right. So why don't we, you know, put money towards Mm -hmm. VAs, money towards mental health for veterans. That's what we should. If you care so much about celebrating our troops. Mm hmm provide for them. Yeah. Don't just have hot dogs and beer. And like, what are you doing on this specific day? I mean, I was in was will not come to a surprise to you. I was not allowed to celebrate Fourth of July as a, as a child because the side of my family who did not come over on the Mayflower was like, we don't fuck with this shit. And I remember when I was like my act of rebellion when I was like 18 or whatever is I like bought an American flag print bikini and I like stored it at my friend's house and I celebrated like 4th of July and I was just like we celebrated 4th of July like went to the beach and ate like hot dogs one day and I was just like oh and and the fireworks and it was just like this isn't even like a a, a thing this isn't like the first time I went to a more I guess traditional like religious Christmas where I went to like church and I was like oh this is like a very different experience I've never had any other day like this before this is something that I wasn't familiar with or like the first I guess like the first time I like had spent like a Jewish holiday mm-hmm. or whatever but like Fourth of July I was like this is I'm so what this whole thing that was like so surrounded by like oh we're supporting blah 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 this is there's no like what are what's a fourth of July tradition right. that has anything to do with like a history behind it. It like it gives me the same vibes as like Thanksgiving in the sense that it's like people attach their own sentimental mm-hmm. things to it. But when the origins are incredibly problematic, like those sentimental, like spending time with people, like eating a hot dog, like that is not tied to like one day. Like just don't celebrate the day. Mm-hmm. Like, because what are you sell? You're not even actually celebrating anything. You're just getting drunk on a beach. Right. And you can do that any day. Yeah. Any day. Any, any, any fucking day. So you are very much not wrong. It is strikingly the same people who are also suggesting that during the national anthem, Pledge of Allegiance, those two different things. What do they do at sports games? Yes, they're two different things. The pledge is I pledge allegiance to the flag. That's national cool. anthem is the song. Yeah. Um, the same people, um, the same white women who are suggesting taking a knee during the national anthem. I missed that one. Yeah. Yeah. As the representative white woman to all the other white women listening, no, 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 that's not what we're going to do. No, 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 no. And don't dress up as a handmaid for Halloween. Oh, my God. Just no, no, no. 
might I suggest reading a book, an article, some, you know, the it's, intersectional feminism is, it, I think a lot of, I think a lot of white women feel that the, the term intersectional feminism relates just to being like a, a, a turf, like to being like trans exclusionary. Then also a lot of the examples are with like white trans women. And mm-hmm. like, that's it's like the same women that are like, you thought the last summer was <sighs> bad uh, with the BLM protests. Just watch us now. Watch you do what? Exactly. Like, and y'all act like it wasn't black people with uterus that were leading these protests. And if I hear one more white person quote Gandhi. If I hear one more white woman use Tupac's song that is specifically about black women as like their anthem. What? Oh, you don't know about I this? I don't know. I'll use that later. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Sometimes being quiet is okay when you are listening. Just listen. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong. Wholeheartedly agree. So my but am I wrong is somewhat of a hot take, maybe possibly, but it is we cannot fix ethical problems with capitalist solutions. And this is pertaining to the period tracker apps. So I've talked about this a bit on my Instagram, but I'm sure in since the overturning of Roe v. Wade, a lot of people have seen the anti-period tracking apps, like delete them off of your phone. That, along with many other things, including Google search history and your text messages and your social media presence, has been used and is being like subpoenaed to press charges against people who've been suspected of getting abortions. So that is all true. Like it's not fear-mongering and the people who are telling you like, no, now is the most important time to have a period tracker app on your phone. You go and you look and you see their bio and you go, oh, you have a period tracker app. Like this is no. And also my biggest issue with people who are the period tracker app companies who are saying that it's like so important to keep your app on your phone now is the implication is that you are using your tracking your cycle through an app, an algorithm with data as a means to help you not get pregnant, which is not safe. That is like not nearly mm-hmm. enough. And you implying that it is like crucial for people to have it so they can know when they're ovulating based on guessing, which the app is doing, is creating this false sense of security so people feel like they're having way safer sex than they actually are. So when it comes to apps, the thing that is most valuable to them is, especially free apps, is their users. So their user data, whether that's like actually selling your data or just selling your email address or however many people they have, that is what values like a company the most. That's why they want like anything you sign up for they want you to like add your email address to this. You want the, they want you to connect all of this because once they have that, that like an email list is like incredibly valuable. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of like big companies teach you, like mm-hmm. people that are teaching you to increase your wealth. It's like the first thing is you need to have an email list. Yeah. So people like wonder like, oh, my gosh, like how is like Netflix valued at X amount of money even before they were like making their own content? And that's because they had users Mm -hmm. like that's it's not the amount of money that you're making from like even a paid subscription that is like carrying you. What is getting you more and more investors is investors knowing how many people are not only using your app, but have their data within the app that then can be leveraged for other things. It's just like a matter of fact. And that's how it works across the board. <laughs> like, and it's just how it's built. Like, that's just how they work. So these period apps are panicking because in America, they are losing 
so many users, so many fucking users. And that's fair. That's what should be happening. That's valid. And so now all these fucking companies are coming out with these statements of this false sense of security that like, no, 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 your app is like your data is totally safe here. All of this is totally safe here. And then you go to their terms and conditions and you go, hmm, oh, you actually cannot promise this. And a lot of them are just straight up like lying. So mm-hmm. Clue is one of them. That was the one that I had previously used. And their whole defense is like, oh no, we're we're in the EU. So like they can't do any of like, uh, we're a German-based company. They can't subpoena, which is false. So they, you can subpoena other companies. They're saying, no, 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 they can't. Y- y- yes, they can. You're just saying no. And what the thing that my biggest issue is, we're just trusting these apps on their word. They don't have to do this. Like if you think about banks that fucking embezzle money, they do all of the shit. They're implying that they would be breaking the law if they did X, Y, and Z. But when it comes to interfering with other like countries, like legal systems and court orders and subpoenas and all of that shit, but they need to protect their ass legally and saying like, oh, well, no, then they're breaking the German law. Okay, then the US is going to go after them for breaking law. Like, it's just this whole th- fucking thing that's way more confusing, way more in depth and not so compassionate. But apps don't want you to think of them as like the other guys. They want you to be think of them as like, oh, they're nice. We're looking out for you. Like we're on the same team. Yeah. The government, we're both against the government. And like, we think this is horrible when you can have all the greatest intentions with your app. And like, you can be like, well, we want this to be used for good. In order to keep something run- running, you need profit. And like, you need that. So it's not the employee's fault or anything like that. It's just how these things work and also just how apps work. And that's what's really frustrating to me is like, the the response to there's this new app that came out called Stardust. I really find it really icky that they basically said like, well, with the beginning of like the thought of like Roe versus Wade overturning and all that, we decided to make this pro- like app to like help everybody. And when it comes to like entrepreneurship, they always say like find a hole in the market and your hole in the market is rights being overturned. That's not okay to me. Like, that's really, really not okay to me. Put your effort and your time and energy fundraising for, like, local abortion funds. Like, do other shit. Like, do shit that doesn't involve, like, (laughs) making a career opportunity out of, like, like, mass tragedy. And they are like, we're not like the other guys. We're not doing X, Y, and Z. We're not doing this, this, and this. Like, we're not like other companies. We're cool. Like, we're here for you. Like you said, like, we're on the same team. And it's all the same bullshit. And then when people were commenting essentially that of being like, so there's no precedent for what this like encryption actually is. Like this doesn't really mean anything. And like, we just have to take your word for it. Like we can't see where this is and we're just supposed to believe you. And that these subpoenas, like suddenly there's this exception to a, like, no, this is encryption. And encryption doesn't always work. That's just mostly in data transfer, whatever. And then they were like, well, isn't the data stored on phone, our individual phones? And then their response was like, well, just don't give your phone to the police. (laughs) And it's a white woman saying this. And I'm like, okay, so let's just factually talk about this. You, me, you and what were you and I, we're not going to be the ones who are going to be most targeted with this. And yeah, I would feel comfortable standing my ground against a police officer to not give my phone to them because I am white. Mm -hmm. And so the idea that when you are in distress, being interrogated by police, that you essentially have this fucking ticking time bomb on your person, like your phone right here, right now, and that the safety is, well, just don't. Just don't give it to them. Assuming that people feel safe, comfortable, and will not be convinced to do so. 
Like that is just like such a fucking bullshit thing. And like every app is like that. The Planned Parenthood app, like, and that again, it has nothing to do. There's no issue with the apps. That's how apps works. Data has to be stored mm-hmm. somewhere, somewhere. And this is like an ethical problem that our data is being used against us. And the solution is not a different app because apps are what, it, it, that's the issue. That, that is just straight up the issue. It's tracking your cycle on pen and paper. And I know that sounds annoying, but you don't want to ever be in a position of being like, wow, I wish I did that. Right. Because there's so many other things that they don't have to like HIPAA compliant, but also HIPAA is kind of this like gray area where like if it's a court ordered subpoena, your doctor will turn over your medical records mm-hmm. as will a therapist. Like nothing is entirely is, is protected once there is like a criminal investigation. And so there are so many other things that will incriminate you shouldn't incriminate you, but will in this case, that you don't need one more. And these fucking period apps trying to tell you that they're there to help you, I just think is like the most unethical bullshit in the entire fucking world. And it's just so gross and so yucky. And of course, I feel that towards domestic, like based, like US based ones, but I really fucking like have it towards the European based ones because I'm like, you're not here. You're not dealing with this. And like, you can empathize and sympathize for like what citizens of the United States are going through in these like red states with these trigger laws, but you don't actually get it. And you are using this as an opportunity to be like, we can't lose our users mm-hmm. because then we're going to lose our funding. Right. Like start a foundation, start a foundation, like have like the, like have the clue foundation to support local abortion funds. Come up with packets and things that you can physically mail and say, this is how you track it. This is how you do it by hand. Mm hmm. And also, like, eat the cost for a bit. If you, like, truly care just about the users, eat the cost for a minute and show for free how to track your app with, like, pen and paper. And, like, just do that and, like, help those people. Because also, I'm like, if your entire app, if your app is based overseas in the UK, but your highest, like, user has been from the United States, it's because we've had the least access to abortion. You know that. And Mm -hmm. that's what you've been capitalizing off of this whole time. And it just feels so icky and so gross to me. And like, I don't fault the employees ever. Like this, right. it's, they're doing what they're being told to do. Yeah, but I just think that the the marketing and the social media teams for all of this stuff, like you have a responsibility to be like ethically sound and to tell the truth. And this false sense of security that you're providing people with periods, I think is just like ridiculously fucking dangerous. Yeah, and it just makes me mad. Yay. You're not wrong. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and last thing I'll say about this, because I've gotten a lot of people who've asked how it even relates to abortions. So when you're tracking your period, it knows your cycle. It knows, oh, you're going to your period supposed to come in X amount of days. Oh, now your period is late. Oh, this is when you were ovulating. And it can be essentially used as a timeline to corroborate other evidence that you have had an abortion. And people are like, well, then maybe you just keep entering that you have your period even when you don't. I'm like, then it's not predicting your cycle. There's no right. reason to There's use no it. There's no reason to use it. And if you can just do that, yeah, don't use it. There is no reason. But I have like the um, people who don't have periods who've just been downloading the app and just like doing chaotic shit. I like that. Me too. Me too. So if you're not a bleeder, just sign up and start just putting... Someone said they were doing it for like every time they got Taco Bell. Someone said every time they have workouts and they were like, you might be dealing with something because you've been... You've had your period every day for months. Relatable. All right. So should we take a break now? Yeah. (laughs) 
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. And we're back. Hey. So now we're going to get into, but are you wrong? And this is when y'all write in with situations that are going on in your life. And then we decide if you're wrong or not. And if you would like to write in, you can send us an email to, but am I wrong pod at gmail.com. We keep it to 300 words or less. If it is not within that uh, designated amount of words, then you will get an email back saying, please write again. If you do it again and it's still not right, you will be disqualified. You will be rickrolled and disqualified. All right. So first off, we've got Megan and Melissa. I've been dating a guy for about six months and my mom and little sister invited him to our family reunion in July. All my grandpa's side of the family will be there and I don't really want him to go. Also, once I bring him, he's expected to be at the rest of the things. Like my family will ask where he is and if we don't last, I don't want him to have to talk to everyone who liked him about why it didn't work. But like also if things go well, this summer could be my last solo at the reunion. And I think I want one last summer where I don't have to look out for anyone else which when I say out loud makes me sound like I'm an asshole. But anytime I try to politely give him the out, he talks about how he wouldn't miss it and he loves hanging out with my family. He has already met almost all my immediate family and my grandparents and cousins. He has met some of my extended family as well just because he was in the right place at the right time. And he's great with my younger cousins. They love him. My parents love him. My grandparents love him. But also my sister's boyfriend is going and he and he will have him to hang out with, too. And also, I've never stayed in a hotel with them. And also, sometimes people have weird hotel habits. Am I overthinking this? Please help. Do you love him? That was my exact <laughs> question. Do, Do you, you love him? It seems like everybody else loves him. Yeah. But you didn't mention if you loved him at all. I honestly, I don't think that you're wrong in this situation because you weren't the one that invited him yeah. to begin with. It was your mom and your sister. And I don't think that they should have. They pro it probably came up like he was probably over one day. And he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, the family reunion is coming up. You're coming, right? Yeah. But. It doesn't seem like you like hanging out with him. No. And as also, once I bring him, he's expected to be at the rest of the things. And well, it, that kind yeah. of just seems like, oh, this <laughs> Now guy. I have to be stuck with yeah. him. But at least he can go hang out with my sister's boyfriend. Yeah. You're not wrong. I just... I just would double check if you like him. Yeah. And maybe, maybe you really do like him, but you're kind of like mourning your single hood. And you're like, I just want this time. Oh. Look, I'm just, I'm just saying you just want this time to be with your family before you consider him family, which doesn't seem like you like him. But also, I think that, like, the whole thing of being like, this is my last time, like, being single here. And I'm like, OK, it's not Vegas. It's your family reunion. You're going to yeah. make out with your cousin. Like, but it's also it's 
only been six months. Yeah. So that's my thing. It's only been six months. So like, first of all, I don't think you're wrong at all. I do not think your mom and your sister should have invited him. Like that's like uncalled for. Six months is really fucking early. Mm -hmm. And like, I agree with you. Yeah. If like it doesn't work out, like that sucks. I don't think at six months, it's like you either know or you don't. Like, I don't think that's true. Like, I think like, you know, you could really, really like him and like not be 100% sure that you're going to end up together for the rest of your life. And I think that's very fair. And I totally understand like sometimes feeling like you have to like host somebody in a group of people where you're just like, oh, this is like so much and like blah, blah, blah. Like this is going to be whatever. But if he's already met almost everyone, I think it can kind of just be like a whatever sort of a thing. Mm -hmm. The thing that you have to, (laughs) I don't think you're wrong at all, but I wouldn't say that I would think he would be wrong if you decided to like literally uninvite him. But then he might break up with you. Maybe that's a long-term plan. I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah, so it's just kind of like... If you do actually like him, you can say, hey, I just kind of like want to hang out with my family. And I just, I don't feel like I'll be like, I'll have like that much time to spend with you. I don't know if you'll have a good time. So if you don't want to come, totally fine. Yeah, I just, I think if you do that, you're probably going to like get there and he'll not be there. And then you're going to feel really like, oh shit, I wish. I don't think you don't think so. I don't think so. I think she doesn't want him there. Mm-hmm. I mean, she said she doesn't want him yeah, there. Yeah, but also, like, are you gonna then third wheel with your sister and her? No, family? but like, cousins are there, mm. grandparents. Like, you have so much family. I don't yeah. think that she's gonna oh, miss him at hot all. Hot take though. He's already met everyone. That's just them all together at once. What would you rather have him be there and have everyone be like, oh, or have him not be there and be like, where is he? It's and I would say it's been six months. Like he's not yeah. here that's you pick your poison in this um i would make sure if you talk to him about it just kind of rephrase it where you don't want your last you're like i just want one last single family it should just be like i don't want you to be bored well because that just gives me like cousin makeout vibes (laughs) my brain did not go there at all megan it'll be my last like single i that to me i'm like my last single summer my last single like i just feel like uh, like family reunions, there's like a lot of games. I've there's never a lot been of, to a family Okay, year. I think this is what, <laughs> like, there's a lot of, like, games going on. Oh, there's a lot of... Like camp. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like oh, camp. And okay. so, like, I just don't think that she wants to be responsible like a buddy, for buddy. him. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry, I went to cousin cooking. fucking everyone. No, no, no. A lot of cooking, a lot okay. of just yeah. sitting around, a lot of talking shit. You find those family members that you can sit and talk shit with. Why does he want to go? Maybe he hasn't been to one and he just wants to go. Maybe he really likes her family. Maybe he loves yeah. her. Yeah. I mean, it does seem like he's having a love affair with everyone in your family except for you. <laughs> <laughs> but you might be overthinking it. And you might also be overthinking the fact that maybe you do not like, you might be overlooking the fact that you might not love him. Uh. <laughs> Okay, so next up, everyone in the story is in their mid to late 20s. My best friend of 15 years is getting married at the end of July. She has a history of making negative comments about her own body, and it is something myself and our other friends have worked hard to combat over the years by explaining the body positivity, body neutrality movement, and I even got her a book on the subject, which she never read. I learned a few months ago that she is making her fiancé lose weight because he has developed some belly fat that she doesn't like. She has told him that she doesn't care how he does it, but he has to lose the fat before their wedding. He is going along with it reluctantly. I told her how messed up and fat phobic this is and how she probably is hurting him more deeply than she even realizes. I asked her what she would do if the situation were reversed and her response was, well, he'd never do that. I've been told by other friends that I need to leave it because it's their relationship and they need to figure it out. I fully disagree because I won't stand by and watch someone be bullied into losing weight. Am I wrong for not just letting it go? No. No. This is horrific. First of all, 
no one should be friends with this woman. Like, you've d- done your best to try and educate her and, like, more clearly than not her. This is what I always say. Like, fat phobia, like, this whole notion that it only applies to, like, you and your body is not true. Like, as we can clearly see, it is seeping into somebody else and this has been after you've spent so long trying to, like, educate her and, like, teach her about this shit. I would not let it go. I also would no longer be friends with her, but I wouldn't drop this situation and I wouldn't be like, I'm not going to be friends with you over this like immediately because I think that like you're clearly comfortable holding her accountable for this. And I think like do that. Like if you're comfortable, like please continue. And I would reach out solo to her fiance. I think that like, yeah, what she's doing is absolutely, absolutely horrific. And it gives me some insight into their relationship, which sounds controlling and abusive. And I, I think especially for men dealing with like fat phobia and like body issues reaching out and like being like this is like so uncalled for and so okay like I hope you know that and like I'm trying really hard to get her to like not be like this but like you don't have to do any of this and just being there like in this situation like she's not your friend like he is someone who could probably use someone to talk to and like some advocacy if he's comfortable with that but like I would not let this go I wouldn't either the fact that she's making him I don't care how you do it I don't yeah I don't care how you do it like you know I understand like sometimes couples before their wedding they'll like they'll like decide on together we're gonna you know start taking some fitness classes or something before our wedding but this is her Mm single-handedly making him do something that he doesn't want to do that he reluctantly agreed upon probably because he's like I guess there won't be a wedding if we don't do this but this is just this speaks volumes about who this person is and how the rest of their marriage is going to be so Mm -hmm. for the rest of their marriage he's going to be expected to look a certain way and she's going to force that upon him Mm -hmm. but you know if her body changes then He'd never do that to me. So oh, what does it he's matter? A good person. She's awful. She's awful. And you've known her for 15 years. You've been frank with her. And I, I, I appreciate everything that you've done in this situation. What I don't appreciate is the other people telling you that is none of your business. They clearly have messed up ideas about this as well. And so you guys have been friends for 15 years. I'm either going to like stay friends with her and just be on her ass mm-hmm. all the time or just not be friends with her at all yeah i would talk him out of the wedding i don't know if i would go that far I would. But i'm extreme and chaotic yeah you are but <laughs> i i i would because yeah this is like you said it does not bode well for like the future of their relationship that like their marriage is like contingent on something like this i think if you're friends if the roles are reversed i hate doing this <laughs> when being like well if this was a man but truly if this was like a her husband telling her this, all of your friends, I do not think would be like, it's their relationship. Just let it go. If it was telling his wife, like this future wife that he had, she had to true. lose weight and do all of that. That's true. Yeah. And there's like this fucking misconception that men and like mask people can't have eating disorders or have like body image issues that like that's like a, a feminine thing. And it's not. Mm-mm. It's um, just packaged a different way. Yeah. I mean, vast majority of gym bros mm-hmm. deal with eating disorders and they just don't know it so again like melissa said i commend you for all of like the work that you've put in and like all of the stuff to be done some people are just fat phobic assholes and it's easier to kind of i don't know i, I can see you i don't want to give you shit for like being friends with someone for 15 years because i can definitely see how if it's directed just at herself it doesn't feel as dangerous but it never 
is. It's never just at that place, which is why it's like super important for everyone to unlearn their own fat phobia, even if you think that it only pertains to you and your body, because it mm-hmm. it it just like it actually can't like it just doesn't. And for anybody, I recommend it all the time. Maintenance phase podcast is absolutely amazing because I I don't know. I, I I think similarly other systemic issues, there are like choices you can make as an adult to like maintain like the ignorance of like this. But I, I do think that when you're born into a place that is like inherently fat phobic, you don't have to learn how to be fat phobic. You have to unlearn it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that with pretty much like everything, especially when you are in like a smaller body and the like, same thing of like being a white person, you have to unlearn like systemic and institutionalized racism. Like you, you have to unlearn it because you don't know any different. So fuck this girl. <sighs> and if the wedding happens, ruin the wedding. Okay. All right, so now it's time for Rachel of the Week, a.k.a. But are they wrong? And that's when we, as Megan said earlier in the episode, picked someone in pop culture, someone that's just terrible, that has been the woke of the week. All right, so mine is Sarah Huckabee Sanders. And she said, and I quote, we will make sure that when a kid is in the womb, they are as, as safe as they are in a classroom the workplace, a nursing home, because every stage of life has value. No one greater than the other. I guess she just isn't familiar with school shootings that happen all the time here in America. I guess she isn't, you know, familiar with people getting shot in the workplace, like that doctor that got Mm -hmm. shot a few weeks ago, or like the shooting that was at that, uh, the people at the grocery store. Mm Mm-hmm. And I guess she forgot how, like, during the peak part of COVID, a lot of the nursing homes weren't getting the adequate things that they needed to support the people in nursing homes. Mm -hmm. So what the fuck is she talking about? This woman is running for governor in my home state, and she will most likely win, which is disgusting. State of Arkansas, open your eyes. I mean, this woman was the mouthpiece of the president for a long time she should i mean she spent that time lying most of the time but like she should know better she never got good or better at her job no and she's still being bad being terrible speaking to the media and she has no idea if any of you hadn't seen this video there is like no recognition in her eyes for like what she said like who wrote this i hope it was somebody like on her team that was being very petty that wrote this for her but something tells me she probably even if she she still had to read this before she said it regardless yeah she said with her whole chest she didn't have notes for the speechwriter. maybe this is a little (laughs) she got up and said this shit and i just arkansas fucking open your eyes fuck them fuck them gosh come on so speaking of states, mm-hmm. my wrong of the week, I'd like to nominate Ohio. This is not any knock to anyone who may live in Ohio, unless you suck, in which case you fucking two are included in this. I know some great people. My future sister-in-law, her family lives in Ohio and I adore them. They're great. The only person I know is Mitchell Davis. Great. Ohio. Mm-hmm. But like Melissa brought up earlier, Within this last week, Ohio's had a, a lot, a lot of issues politically, like social issues, civil rights issues over the years. But within the last week, the Jalen Walker shooting, which, like Melissa said, was these officers who fired 90 rounds and hit him 60 times. 
the footage has been released. The warning has been from the lawyers that it's like the most disturbing footage that has like ever probably been circulated. So I don't think there's any, uh, if you have any hesitation about watching it, don't watch it. Like that's like an incredibly traumatizing yeah. thing. Like it's not something that you need to see to care about the situation at all. So yes, they they canceled the fireworks show in Ohio because of all of this, <laughs> but there's a riot happening. And then the police officers fired tear gas into the crowd of people who were protesting about the unlawful and complete, the, the murder of Jalen Walker, who got that this, this one makes me like, it's so, if you can't see how emboldened police officers are by the system that protects them, this is like a, a very perfect specific instance of that, where it's like you have six officers who are wearing body cam footage and you have a kid who is traffic, citation traffic stop doesn't stop, which is okay. Send a letter in the mail that you need to pull them up. for. But there is no right to then kill someone for that. Like that's not a con- that's not a consequence for this quote unquote alleged potential indication thought maybe there was a crime that could have potentially happened like no and then their excuse was that he had a gun but he left his car and was running away from them where they shot him when he's running away and the photos where they have the gun is in the front seat of the car that wasn't on him wasn't with him and they saw they're like well we saw the gun you saw the gun in his empty car as he's running away and you use that as your excuse that you know he's unarmed and shoot him in the back Mm mm-hmm and then after he's already fallen, continue to shoot him. And you have this whole thing of like the, well, not all officers. Oh, but 100% of the ones that were there, nobody stopped. Nobody said anything because that's not how the system is built. And they are on paid leave because that's how this works. And that happened the same week as a 10-year-old in Ohio. She was six weeks and three days pregnant and was not able to get an abortion in Ohio because the limit is six weeks. And so she had to travel to Indiana. But then the Indiana, they have, they're having their discussion of the restrictions on abortion policy on July 25th. And so she's on her way there now. But if it had been a couple weeks later, could have probably not happened. And an Ohio lawmaker said, the sponsor of legislation that would ban nearly all abortions in Ohio said babies conceived via rape or incest still have a right to live. But what about the baby that was raped? Mm-hmm. Providing any under, any abortion under the bill could lead to a fourth degree felony charge. A 10 year old's body cannot handle nope. a pregnancy. Nope. It will undoubtedly kill that child. And by the 0.0000001% chance, her body is, she is of like the 90th percentile of height and weight. And she is, has like her physical body is. So, so much more far advanced than any other 10 year old her age, it will still cause irreversible physical damage that she will never be able to heal from because her body will then grow to accommodate for this physical damage. She will never recover psychological, the psychological damage. Like the part that is so baffling to me is that like when we talk about the concept of a 10 year old getting pregnant and all these people are like, well, no, the real issue is like, how did that happen? I'm like, no, that's not the real issue. The real issue is that like this needs to be rectified and this needs this this situation, this unplanned, unwanted pregnancy for on a child, which was abuse. No, this needs to, that needs to be the situation that needs to be rectified. But this way, the way people talk about this of like the, the ends justify the means as if a 10 year old does not have memories and does not have conscious mm-hmm. thoughts. And you are of your most like nobody 
should be forced to carry a pregnancy that they do not want. And we've talked at length and we know so much about trauma and about how the influences, the the life events and things that happen in our early life. That is what as adults we carry with us that we have to unlearn through years of therapy. And so we are electing to put children through irreversible harm and damage if they survive it. And it's for the greater good. So this this quote. So the legislation requires at least two physicians present during the abortion, one to perform the abortion in a manner that provides the best opportunity for the unborn child to survive. And then uh, Representative Jean Schmidt, a Cincinnati area Republican, said, Schmidt drew national attention in April when she referred to a hypothetical 13-year-old's pregnancy spawned by rape as a quote-unquote opportunity. These people have lost their mind. Like They probably didn't have minds to begin with. I don't understand what they truly see the reasoning behind any of this being. Listen, this is oh, this is someone asked, what about rape and incest as a potential exception to the ban on abortion? And she says, rape and incest is an ugly, ugly act of violence and that woman is truly harmed and scared and those wounds will never go away. We need to make sure that she has all of the love and help and support. But to end the pregnancy of the child is not going to erase those wounds or scars. That child still has a right to live. And then would you vote against gay marriage in Ohio? You know, Bill, that's another decision for another day. The issue right now is abortion. And that's what I want to make sure sees its end in Ohio in a very quick fashion. Cunningham for 30 seconds talks about various alternatives to surgical abortion, ending in a statement that companies are starting to, quote unquote, pay their employees $4,000 to travel to more liberal states that allow them to attain abortion and other workarounds. Do you know what I'm saying? If those companies want to do that, they better make sure that they're complying with the law of the states that allow them to do that. Because in House Bill 598, it says anybody that promotes the abortion will be under the issue of criminal activity. They might have a problem with sending someone outside the state with a paycheck in hand because that would be, in some legal eyes, promoting abortion. I hope these people die. <laughs> I, like, I genuinely, like, I hate these people so much. So fucking much. And... Even just their statements, the shit they're saying is like so horrific. There was one TikTok that they all break me, but this one specifically, like we think of these people as like, who are these people? How the fuck are they real? Like, this is like so something could never be me. I do not understand how people are like this. And I sometimes forget that like, you know, they are like real humans with their own lives and their own families. And this TikTok came up. It was someone who was the daughter of um, a state representative. I saw that. Who, yeah. Basically, the representative claimed in a tweet that no one can force anyone else to have sex and like rape doesn't exist. And she said that she was raped and assaulted in college and he was there filling out all of the paperwork with her. Mm-hmm. For the Title Nine. Yeah. I think sometimes people like give politicians the, like the, oh, they're just like all for show. They're all just like talking at this. But like these are the things that they carry with them and you weaponize to anyone they want to, and they make exceptions to anyone that they want to. And in that instance, the kid was there, no contact. So I think it's a pretty clear where their parents' viewpoints on that situation and their assault was. But when it comes to access, it doesn't affect these people. And they know that. And I hate them all so much. And if you are forced birth and you want to force people that you want fetuses to have a right that literally nobody else has which is that you can take over someone's body without their consent um you this is not a safe place for you you're not welcome here and i like truly hope that everything that you hate in life becomes your reality yeah like i wish nothing but terrible things to you that are not just terrible as a whole but like specifically specifically uniquely terrible to you in your life in your instance and everything you hate i hope that's all you're surrounded by all the time. Mm-hmm. Your personal bad place. Mm-hmm. And I 
would love to be the conductor of your personal bad place. I, the orchestrator. What is the ringleader of the fucking circus? All eyes on me in the center of the ring, like just like a circus. Yeah. Like t- Ted Danson, if you will, if you watch the bad, the good place. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to be Ted Danson. I don't want to be um, P.T. Barnum. <laughs> he also deserves the bad place. Yes. Well, on that note, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. If you are looking for resources on abortion, I have a ton on my Instagram highlights link. And if you want to send me a DM and you need some help figuring something out, I'm more than happy to. I would advise anybody who is in a trigger state who is dealing with trying to get an abortion or trying to help someone else get an abortion, please, there's one abortion defense, digital defense. I would look them up. It's a great way to protect yourself when trying to obtain an abortion in these areas, which is like a really sad thing that we have to be so cognizant of. And if this doesn't affect you and you're in a different state, don't say that. (laughs) Care about other people. Mm -hmm. Maite, the TikToker who I love, she did a TikTok where here, I'm just going to play the audio. It's really fucking funny. And then I'll show you the video after because her face, she does this like little nod and it's like you can, all of the feelings are in there. While you're looking that up, I'll read a review. Okay. All right. So this is from Megan, no H underscore zero, 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 zero. Says it's refreshing and educational. I began listening to Don't Blame Me when it was first created and I was in middle school. Through the years, Megan and Melissa have allowed me to self-reflect on my own personal biases and grow to be a more conscious and critical person. But am I wrong? It's just as refreshing and I learn something new every week. I constantly find myself referencing the podcast in my day-to-day and appreciate that opinions are backed by research and factual evidence. It is clear that Megan and Melissa always prep ahead and do not speak on topics without educating themselves. It is so refreshing to have people who can bring a lighter atmosphere to heavier topics and promote self-reflection without making you feel defeated. I love that. Great review. Thank Thank you you so much. This does not apply to everybody, but if you're concerned about your activism being performative, try caring. (laughs) I I said the same thing on Gabby and Allison's podcast. It's pretty intuitive. If you think your own activism is performative, if you care, you you don't think that. Exactly. Okay. So that is it for our episode. We hope you enjoyed. Um, should we have like a, a good news thing that yeah. we end this with? Oh, good news. Mark Cuban has a online pharmacy mm-hmm. that has been able to provide people with like incredibly affordable pharmaceuticals in like a timely manner and it works and I watched a bunch of pharmacists review it on TikTok and the whole experience and just seeing how amazing it's been because people with like lupus have been having a hard time obtaining medications with COVID same ones being used for COVID treatment and now with some can being used to end a pregnancy so that has been really great so I've been seeing like so many people talk about it on Twitter and everywhere of people who've been able to obtain like their necessary life-saving medications at a much more affordable rate so absolutely amazing and i'm not even bitter because i know they don't have stimulants on there because that's how the law works and i'm not even mad about it because that's how the law works so i'm just very happy yeah and i saw people saying like this is a way for him to get rich but he's already rich one but two it's is putting more money in his pocket but this is something that the drug companies and pharmaceutical companies could have been doing all along So he's doing this in an ethical way that, yes, he will be making a lot of money, but it's still helping people. Yeah. And also it's the same thing that pharmacies do. He's just taking a smaller cut and look 
how much the difference is. Yeah. So, you know, good on he does a lot of good. Yeah. He's somebody that really like takes his money and he invests it in mm-hmm. a lot of like marginalized communities and things and also uplifts a lot of marginalized voices. So he's a billionaire, but he's one of the better he, ones. You don't see Elon Musk doing this. No. And so people are gonna make money like entrepreneurs are gonna entrepreneur they're gonna do what they're gonna do but when you do something that is actually the sole thing that someone needs in the market and you're doing it in a way that like yeah you're profiting you're covering your overhead and i'm sure you're pocketing some money but in a a way that it's more affordable than it's ever been for people like that's great right that's amazing all right so um oh vote tomorrow or whenever you're listening yeah on our podcast yeah well you (laughs) already said it (laughs) vote on friday uh also if they comment what should they comment on instagram comment how you would ruin someone's wedding okay i'm not saying that like advice for this person to ruin a wedding but if you're going to ruin someone's wedding pretend it's a music video it doesn't be real life but if you're going to how would you do it comment below comment on the instagram also follow our tiktok there's gonna be there's tiktoks up now yeah we took a break should we change the name of that too? Fucking hell. We got to change it because it's right, don't right, blame you're right, me. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. So look down in the show notes to what the name is. Okay. We'll circle back next week. Bye. Bye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.